Today's address, I am speaking in a complicated and frontier time for our country during the period of drastic and irreversible changes in the entire world. Most important historic events that determine the future of our country and our people when each of us is liable, uh, for, uh, is bound by huge responsibility. A year ago, in order to defend our historical lands, to ensure security of our country, to liquidate the threat that came from the neo-Nazi regime that uh, set up in Ukraine after 2014, we decided to conduct a special military operation. And step by step, we carefully, consistently will settle the task we are facing. Starting from 2014, the Donbass has been fighting, uh, proving the right to live in its own land and speak its native language, fighting without surrender in the environment of blockade and constant threats and hatred that was coming from the Kyiv regime, waiting for Russia to come for assistance. Meanwhile, and you know it very well, we were doing everything possible, really everything possible, to settle that problem by peaceful means. We were patiently negotiating about a peaceful exit from that hardest conflict. But behind our back, uh, quite a different scenario was being prepared. The promises of Western leaders, their assurances about their adherence to peace, turned out as a fraud, a cruel lie. They were just playing for time. Oh. Uh, closing their eyes to political threats, uh, political assassinations, uh, mistreatment of believers, encouraging Ukrainian neo-Nazis to commit terrorist attacks in the Donbass. Western academies and schools trained uh, nationalist battalions supplied weapons, and I want to emphasize, even before the start of the special operation, we were negotiating, Kyiv and the West were negotiating the supply of tanks, airplanes, and other military equipment. We remember Kyiv regime's aspirations to get uh, nuclear weapons, and they spoke publicly about that. United States and NATO were speedily deploying their military bases, secret biological weapons, were mastering the future theater of military actions, were training the Kyiv regime, the Ukraine enslaved by them for a huge war. And now they admit, they admit it publicly, openly, without embarrassment. They look like proud of, of, of their infidelity. Of, uh, they, they call it a diplomatic uh, show, bluff. That means all the time when the Donbass was burning, blood was shedding, when Russia was sincerely aspiring to a peaceful resolution, they were playing on people's life. They were playing with dis by dishonest cards, as, as they say. That's disgusting uh, way of fraud 
of, of deceit is well known. They destroyed Yugoslavia, Iraq, Libya in the same manner. That they can never clean themselves, cleanse themselves from that disgrace. Honor uh, is not for them. Faithfulness is not for them. During the centuries of col colonialism, hegemony dictate. Uh, they got used to spitting at the entire world. It turned out they treat their own nations in that cynical way because they uh, d deceived or were deceiving them in a cynical way about their searching for peace, adhering to UN Security Council resolutions. Ukraine and Donbass have become a symbol of total lie, principal lie, principalless lie. So we stick to our position that the modern world must not discriminate between the so-called civilized countries and everyone else. We need honest partnerships that would exclude any exclusivity, um, to say nothing of the force. We were open to a constructive dialogue with the West. We were insisting that Europe and the entire world required an indivisible and equal security system. For many years we were proposing to our Western partners to discuss that idea and to work for its implementation. But in response we've got unintelligible or hypocritical statements. That's uh, about words, but there were practical steps, the expansion of NATO towards our borders, creation of new positional areas of uh, anti-missile defense. They wanted to cover themselves from us with an umbrella. Our deployment of military contingents not only on the borders with Russia, but I want to emphasize, but it's well known, none of the countries in the world has such a great number of military bases abroad as the United States. There are hundreds of them. I want to stress hundreds around the entire world, well, just enough to have a look at the map. The whole world witnessed how they pre uh, withdrew from fundamental agreements uh, about uh, disarmament. Unilaterally did they break fundamental agreements that maintained peace on the planet. But they didn't do that for nothing. Nothing is done in vain, as it's well known. And finally, at the end of 2021, we officially sent uh, our, our draft resolution to the United States and NATO regarding security on all important points. And all important points, we virtually got a point-blank denial. And then we realized that they have, they, they've got a, a, an approval to conduct aggressive actions, and the threat was growing day by day. It was obvious that by the February of 2022 everything was ready for another bloody action in Donbass, and it was clear. Uh, it, still in uh, 2014 that the Kyiv regime uh, threw everything tanks, airplanes uh, to strike uh, Donbass, not just Donbass, not just Donetsk, but other towns. In 2015, they made another attempt of a direct attack on Donbass, while continuing uh, to block, blockade it and continuing their campaign of terror. It was quite contrary to the UN Security Council resolutions. Quite contrary, but everyone was pretending that nothing was happening. I want to repeat, 
It were them who are guilty, who are culpable for the war. And we are using our force to stop it.